Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Because being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable if you do the work. Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Welcome to episode five. Grow your business even when you're on vacation. All right, so today we want to talk about how you can be boss and even grow your business whenever you're on vacation or even taking something like an extended maternity leave. So I have a baby who just turned one around this time last year, and after I had him, I was getting a lot of questions about how I would manage work and having a baby. So I, a lot of people were asking me if I would still work or work with the baby at home, which is probably another episode altogether. But what people found the most surprising about me and my job and being my own boss and having a baby is that I was taking a paid maternity leave. So not only did I take maternity leave, but since then I've been able to reduce my working hours and still grow my business over, I think, 25% from last year. So maybe you're not planning a family yet, but you just wanna take like a really long vacation, but you're afraid to step away from the hustle and lose that on business. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. How can you take a vacation? How can you take an extended leave of absence and still grow your business? And this whole topic has come from a reader question that we have. Um, Heidi wrote in to us saying, Hi ladies, I'm a freelance writer and editor and we are getting ready to adopt a baby. Most likely we won't be matched or have a baby in our home for over a year, so I don't want to turn down work. But many of my projects are long-term, meaty projects. Right now I'm booked six months out. And when the time comes, it's probably going to happen pretty quickly without a lot of warning. At most, we might get two to three months warning, but it could just be a couple days and then we would have the baby. I would love to hear any advice you might have about negotiating new contracts that will leave me room to walk away from the project or put it on hold if I need to take maternity leave unexpectedly, but at the same time, won't leave my clients in the lurch. Perhaps this means that I would need to hire a writer slash editor to complete the job on my behalf, or I would need to ask for a significant extension. I am open to suggestions. Thanks so much, Heidi. And since since receiving this email from Heidi, we've had at least two other um, really cool Being Boss listeners who have written in asking similar questions about how to stay creative and grow a business when you're sleep deprived and attached to a nursing baby or simply wanting to grow a business with this extra ton of responsibility in your life. Mm, um, I'm feeling that. <laughs> good, good. So, um, so let's get at it. Well, um, first off, Heidi, congrats. And I hope that you get your baby sooner than later. What an exciting time. Before we get to um, the how and why of all of this, Let's talk about why you as a creative entrepreneur should be taking a vacation. Yes, because you should be taking vacations. <laughs> <laughs> Period. You really, really should. So um, 
I love taking vacations. I was actually just texting a friend this morning. We're planning out a vacation, a rather impromptu one for May. Um, and it's one of those things that I have to actively not feel guilty about. <laughs> because as creatives, we, we work a ton. Um, and most of us don't take vacations for the first couple of years at least. But you really, really should sort of step away from workaholicism-ness and take vacations. Um, I take lots of vacations, as, mu as many as I possibly can, because I've discovered that vacations make me work better. How much, how much vacation do you take a year, Emily? Like, if you had a, like, how many weeks do you think that you take? Probably at least four. Oh, easily more than that, because I also take, like, full Christmas. I take off two full mm -hmm. weeks for Christmas. I take a full week for Thanksgiving. So that's three right there. Um, I would say probably at least six. But that's another thing, too, is I don't really count it. I just go. Exactly. And me, too. I probably take six to eight weeks of vacation a year. And so last year, even more, because I had eight weeks of my maternity leave and then a few vacations, not as many vacations as I would typically take because I had this brand new tiny baby. Vacation, like vacation changes whenever you have a baby. It doesn't feel so much like vacation anymore. And I, I don't say that to discourage anyone from having a baby, but, but there are it feels different. It, it is, it's different, but time off regardless. So, you know, Heidi, I don't know if, if you are going to be adopting a baby that's going to require you to travel to go get said baby, um, at which in which case you're going to have to drop and you know take at least a couple days vacation right there to go to go get baby. Um, or I like to set aside days in um, in my schedule. I did this just before Thanksgiving this year. I think two weeks before Thanksgiving, I hammered out like three days where I did not like go to work. Um, I didn't answer emails. I did not work with client stuff. Um, I sort of set aside days off just to like let my brain restart um, and see what sort of what sort of business growth things I could come up with because I knew the end of year is coming. I needed to focus on um, focus on sort of the big picture business stuff. I knew that I could not do that at work, answering emails and sitting in on client meetings and meeting deadlines. Um, so even if it's not like really fun vacation. Sometimes a good staycation is just as important. Yeah. So one of the things that I was thinking about whenever it came to planning for this episode, um, again, I like listening to all the podcasts that I listen to while I'm working out. Again, I'm trying to be a bodybuilder. So I was thinking about this and I, what I know about working out right now is that growth happens in the recovery. So like I want to build some muscles um, that what I'm doing at the gym, whenever I'm lifting heavy weights is I'm tearing down the muscles. So I'm that this truth, truth, you're tearing down the muscles whenever you're actually lifting weights. And then the growth happens, like you get fit whenever you're sleeping, whenever you're having your post-workout meal, it's growth happens in the recovery. And so the same thing with your business as a creative entrepreneur. So whenever you're doing the work, Sometimes that can break you down and it can, um, if you know, if you never recover with things like vacations, um, you just won't grow. And so my favorite thing to do is to get in the car with my sister and who you've heard a million times by now, if you've listened to our past episodes, my sister is my business partner. Um, and I like to just get in the car with her, go on a road trip 
and we end up doing so much planning in the car on the way and we never even really planned for it that said we went on a big family vacation last year um to the beach in florida and i thought that we would end up brainstorming a lot about business and whatever and we didn't talk once about braid creative that's amazing yeah and so it was uh, that was really nice too Um, And then by the time we came back, we were ready to hit the ground running. So I think that vacation, it gives you some new perspective and it allows you to really just brainstorm new ideas to get out of your head and to grow. Yeah, I found I found that your best ideas, like your most unrestrained, brilliant ideas happen when you just allow your mind to wander um, and it's actually like, think of all the light bulb moments that you have when you're in the shower. Um, those happen because you're forced to not do anything other than this standard routine of washing your hair. Um, and your mind is allowed to just sort of think <laughs> about whatever it wants to think. Um, and that's why, that's why people have so many light bulb moments in showers. Like there's just so much freedom that comes from, from not forcing yourself to think about anything. You know, that's a good point. So not just vacation, but allowing yourself many breaks throughout the day. And we're going way off, like (laughs) way off of Heidi's question, which we'll get to your question, Heidi. But again, it's talking about, I want to talk just a little bit about why vacations and breaks are important. And so like the shower, um, morning walks are fantastic. Yeah, I'm reading um, Ariana Huffington's book called Thrive, the third metric for success. Um, yeah, so I'm catching up on that book. I'll include that in the show notes. And there's an entire section dedicated, well, one, to sleep, which made me cry because I'm a sleep-deprived mama right now, but then also walking. And she talked a lot about how walking does the same thing. It allows your mind to open, and it allows you to receive new ideas. And she even recommends having walking meetings So, which Tara and I have actually done a couple of times where it's like, hey, let's just go for a walk around the block and talk this out. Um, It allows you to not be thinking about anything than the conversation at hand. So, if you can't take a big vacation, take some mini vacations in in your day. Go for a walk. Take a shower. Right. And, and the big thing to say, I think about this and the importance of taking vacations, whether you're Heidi and, you know, you're having to plan this maternity leave um, or whether you just need to take a vacation is that you should not feel guilty about it. Like it should not be this guilty feeling that you have and that you're going to stunt your business's growth um, or that you're going to negatively impact your clients because if it's well planned and you do it right, taking a vacation will only help grow your business. Um, it really gives you lots of opportunities to um, to make your business better if you give yourself the freedom to take a maternity leave or take a vacation or take a walking meeting. <laughs> it's okay to um, to let loose a little bit. Um, Because it can actually help you grow. Well, and I imagine that whenever people become their own bosses, a big part of it... Well, in fact, the reason, one of the reasons or a catalyst for why I quit my job in an advertising agency is that I had a month-long vacation to go to Mount Everest to trek through the Himalayas in Nepal. And I only had 
um, three weeks of paid time off at my job. My vacation was four weeks and it was in October. So I had already used up some of my vacation time at my day job. I didn't know how I was going to account for this vacation. I didn't know if I was going to have to ask permission for paid time off or if I was going to get fired. I ended up just quitting my job a few months beforehand. <laughs> of course you did, Kathleen. <laughs> but but having, I know, right? But having this um, four-week vacation on the horizon, it made me realize that one of the things I love the most about being my own boss is that I can take vacation when I want to. And if I start feeling guilty about that, well, then what's the point? I might as well go work a day job where I have the perks of a day job like security and a steady paycheck and health insurance. Um, so vacation, like that's part of living the dream. But it, it, like you said, Emily, it's part of what makes you grow as a creative, as a person. Don't be that workaholic. No, those aren't cute. Workaholics are not cute. <laughs> that said, I mean, we work hard. We do the work. That's a lot of what we're preaching on this podcast. You have to do the work. And sometimes, okay, so, um, you know, even whenever I'm taking a vacation, I've learned. So it used to be about completely unplugging. Whenever I was trekking through the Himalayas, I didn't even turn my cell phone on. So, but now, like, I might go to the beach on a family vacation And if I don't check in at all with my work, sometimes I get more anxiety than being completely unplugged. So if I can spend maybe even just one hour a day or 15 minutes creating boundaries around that to check in, because the thing about being your own boss is that your work never leaves your head. I mean, you're still, whenever you're the boss of your own business, it's with you. So that's why like this work-life balance it doesn't make sense. It's more of like a work-life blend because it never leaves you. It never. It becomes a part of who you are. Your work does. So if you need to do something to check in while you're on vacation um, or on maternity leave even, do that if it's going to give you peace of mind. So for example, even I was three days in on my maternity leave and I had a client who I really was excited about their project and I had seen them through most of most of their brand platform. And our brand director, Liz, sent me her final materials, the final presentation. And I was three days into my maternity leave. And I wound up working on it a little bit because I was just so excited. But I also really, really cared about making it look as good as possible. So I didn't tell anyone that I was working <laughs> three days into my maternity leave. And it wasn't like a, you know, Sheryl Sandberg lean in kind of thing where I was strapping my baby into me and going into an office. I was in my bed, you know, just responding to an email and providing some creative direction. So anyway, this is to say that you get to define how you take vacation and what that looks like for you. You do. And, and it can be different from, from vacation to staycation to maternity. Like, it can change every time you do it. For example, I went to Mexico last year for a yoga retreat. I did not check my email for seven days. And it was the first time that I think I had ever done that. Like, a whole seven days without looking at my email. Um, but then, then three, four weeks later, I was in Disney World. And... I was checking my email occasionally and was setting up client meetings for the following week. I mean, because at that point, like I had done my real vacation where I really got to unplug. 
Um, but whenever it came to the next one, it was about it was about sort of staying on track and keeping the business going a little bit from that side of things. Um, but it doesn't mean that I enjoyed my vacation any less because I took a couple minutes to answer emails a couple of times during the vacation. Um, so I agree, you get to you get to dictate exactly what your vacation or maternity leave looks like. Um, it doesn't have to be 100% like not communicating. You can still like touch base with your clients. You can still you can still take an hour to work occasionally. Um, whatever whatever you need to do to keep yourself sane. It's really hard for me to unplug from email for days. Even if I'm not answering, I need to know what it says just so I, I can like exactly. delegate. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so yeah, I like what you said about not feeling guilty about going on vacation, but also don't feel guilty if you decide to work while you're on vacation. Yeah. No. But okay. also have boundaries. Like don't be one of those people yes. who sits in the hotel room the whole time answering emails. That's really lame and we don't like those people. <laughs> and well, and I also think that, you know, just like we talked about in our previous episode about redefining what's professional is that you get to draw the line, but you can break your own rules once you make them. So you yes. can say, okay, I decided I was going to completely unplug for seven days, but I'm about to have a panic attack if I just don't look at my email. Sure. And I Instagrammed. Like, I was still on Instagram, and um, I think I was still, like, doing some, like, business Facebook stuff. So even then, I, I redefined what that vacation looked like for me, and it was no email. It was no com- client communication at all. But I was on social media, and I, I it's not one of those things where, like, you know, people have these, like, 30-day social media detoxes. Like, I don't need that. Like, that that's not going to make me a more productive business owner. It's it just, might. It might. Could it? Maybe. <laughs> it might. It very well might. But at this point in my business, um, it's not for me. It's not so what you, you need. To, yeah, you have to decide. So I think it is, like, addressing, like, what is it that I need, and what do I need to do to get there? Yes. Always. Okay, <laughs> so we've talked about why you should take vacation. I think that we can all agree that it's important. So let's really dig into the how. How can you take a vacation without losing your business? Um, so just a few like really simple ideas that we're going to throw out. One is to give your clients a head up, heads up. So Heidi. You're, you have a special circumstance in that you don't know when this is going to happen. It could happen a day from now. It could happen a year from now. But I think that giving some of your clients, especially the ones that you have a more um, ongoing working relationship with, like let them in not only on your plans, but like on the excitement around your plans. Like this is such an exciting time for you that you're going to have a baby any day now and you don't know when. Um, so you maybe give some of your trusted clients a head heads up about that. I would give them all a heads up. I, I heard this, heard this. How would you literally do it though? How would Sorry, you... I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I sent an email. I, I actually had this happen, I guess it was about two years ago. I had a grandmother who was very sick and I knew at any moment that, you know, she was going to pass away and I would have to, um, I would have to, you know, deal with that, do, just do the family stuff. Um, but it was also one of those things that she'd been sick multiple times before and you never knew. <laughs> you really just never knew. And I sent all of my clients an email and was like, I just want to give you guys a head up, like heads up that um, I'm not looking for pity. <laughs> it's not one of those sorts of things, but literally just, this is what's going on in my life. I will try to make it not affect you or at least not affect you hugely. Um, but know that these are the circumstances because if you're working with your dream customer, they're going to understand. 
And I think that having a solution too, like, yes. so here's the heads up and Heidi, we'll talk about some more solutions for you later in the episode. Cause you're a special circumstance, but saying, here's the deal. Here's what's happening. I'm about to go on vacation in four weeks. Mm-hmm. So I need your final revisions or whatever it is that you need your client to do. So you can wrap up your project or put it in a good holding pattern um, let them know what actions they need to take in order for you to do what you need to do mm-hmm. or let them know what the solution is. So I might unexpectedly be out for a week or two, you know, let them know a time frame because my grandmother is ill. Um, but here's how, here's how it's going to go down afterwards. I'm going to touch base with you or I'm going to, um, wrap things up beforehand. Right. Or here's someone to get in touch with. If you do have an issue while I am unavailable, I think giving someone a second contact, um, is really imperative for making your clients feel like they're being taken care of still. Like even if you're not around having someone else that they can go to. Is and we'll dig, and we'll dig into that because like, let's say it's just you, how right. do we get that second contact? And so that is, digging into growing your team, which we're really going to dive into in a minute. So (laughs) hang with us. But in the meantime, if it's just you, um, how you can take a vacation is give your clients a heads up, but also just save your money so that you can afford what's going to happen. Not just the time that you're off and not working, but the time that you, um, losing out on like all the new business leads that could happen while you're away. So save your money so that you can afford this. I, whenever I was at designer vacay, um, one of the designers there, her name is Julia Kostrova. I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name, right? Sorry, Julia, if you're listening to this, but she is a graphic designer and she took a month off of client work just to work on her own products And yeah, which is like another really cool idea as far as what you were talking about, Emily, like a staycation, but she really saved up her money so that she could afford herself a month. Like she was gifting herself a month just to work on her own thing. Yeah. I've done that before and that is huge, like really, really huge. And it's really good if you're in that case to pick a month that you're usually slow anyway. Um, I think is really important. That's where like being really aware of, of how how you intake clients and if there are any sort of ebbs and flows in in your business during the year. Um, I know January, February for us is usually pretty slow. So that's whenever I do things like we're redesigning the new Indie Shopography website. And we're doing that because we knew that January, February were going to be slow. Um, July is also usually pretty slow for us. So that's when like every year I go to New Orleans for a very long weekend in July. And I do that because I know that business is going to be slow, but I do also save up that money knowing that there's going to be this slow time. So pay attention in your business and see, um, see when it's going to be easiest for you to take time off. Um, but I know in Heidi, in your situation, <laughs> at any moment, which is kind of a fun, exciting thing. Too. It really is. Um, some other things that you can start to do to take vacation. One of the things that I'm not sure how much you do it, Emily, but I've done it before whenever I've taken a vacation is to schedule out my blog content. So I release posts weekly um, and just scheduling those out so that my business is running itself 
at least as far as like my positioning and my content and outreach and that sort of thing, even whenever I'm gone. And so it means doing a little bit more work leading up to your vacation um, or time off, but it, it pays to keep your stuff fresh and to keep new content out there. Yeah, you're way better at that than I have ever been. <laughs> way I'm better. not I'm not as good at it now. I used to write a post every day and whenever mm-hmm. I did that Nepal adventure, I scheduled out a post for every yeah. single day that I was gone. Okay, so one thing that I did to keep my business running even whenever I was on maternity leave is designing a product that people can buy. So I'm a service-based creative. I do graphic design and writing and creative coaching for other working creative entrepreneurs. Whenever I went on maternity leave, I wanted to create something that people could buy without me being there. So I wrote out a DIY coaching for creatives email sessions. So for 40 bucks, someone could buy a daily email from me for four weeks and they're on a schedule and Emily you helped me set that up being my web guru and um, I even think that maybe you gave me the idea for it like this email series you're just you're so good at that stuff thank you so you always come up with this genius stuff and I'm like I'm gonna do it too (laughs) so anyway I have this DIY coaching for creatives email sessions and I set a goal for myself I thought I want this product to pay for my maternity leave so I figured out how much I make in eight weeks typically and then use that to set my goal um, for selling this this product and it actually hasn't I don't think it's quite paid my salary yet um, but even if it's two years after my maternity leave, I finally hit that number, then I can say, yep, that paid for that. Um, so creating a digital product. Now, I wouldn't recommend this for everyone. Like even Emily and I were talking just before we got on the podcast about how hard it is to design things like e-courses and just the managing of it and writing of it. So you really have to have someone on probably on your team, like I had Emily, to help me set up. Like, I just wrote the content, and then she helped me set it up and schedule it to go out and figure out all the logistics for me. Um, so, again, like, I'm not trying to make you create more work for yourself if you don't know how to do that sort of thing. But if you are product-minded or tech-savvy enough to create something that can be an automated... Yeah, what, so what's like, the word things I'm like e-books... For? Mm-hmm. Ebooks would be really great. Um, yeah, the email series, I love those. Um, it can be, I mean, if you wanted to do big things, you could even do apps and, um, and yeah, e-courses or have pre-record some webinars, um, those sorts of things. You can, you can do digital products and, and continue to promote them. And that's really what it comes down to is then your job is just promoting it. So if, if you know you're snuggling up a new baby, um, and your work consists of just sending out a tweet occasionally <laughs> to help promote it. Um, that's well, and you can schedule those tweets out in advance. Yeah, too. yeah. So I mean, can. you might be able to do it while you're nursing the baby or while you're laying out on the beach, but you could also schedule it in advance. Again, no, and this is just like warning: is that digital product? Like, there's a lot of work that goes into it, so it's not like, oh, I'm just going to write an ebook and this is going to pay me. Like, again, this goes back to you have to do the work 
to make it successful. Yeah. And it's not just the work to do it. <laughs> it's ongoing work. Yeah. It's the work to promote it. Yeah. One, uh, one of the things that, that I like to do whenever talking to my clients who are having problems taking vacations or um, really just taking any sort of time off is you have to get systems in place. Um, and Heidi, you're really lucky. Before I really get into systems, you're really lucky because you get to you get to decide how your business is going to operate once you have a baby. Um, for me, I had to build a business around a baby. <laughs> so my daughter will be seven really soon. I know. I see. Yeah, seven. <laughs> That's so old. I know. She'll be seven soon. And um, and I was I was able to build my business around baby. Um, so I never had to really worry about you know what was going to happen um, with daycare once I had a baby because I just had daycare and a baby and work. Um, but there's something to be said I think about knowing that in the future um, you are going to have this obstacle <laughs> for really lack of a better word. So whether that's a baby or whether that's um, a long vacation or maybe it's a series of short vacations, um, you get to plan out what that looks like for you now. And it's hard and it's confusing and it's probably something you've never done before, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Um, and the way you can do that is by putting systems in place so that it's either easier for you to do it once the time comes that you need to do, thing very, do things very efficiently or if, if you get someone on your team to actually help you do it, then they have everything outlined um, to do the work for you or to make it really easy for you to do the work. Um, a basic way of doing that is just daily tasks to really pay attention to what you're doing during the day and, and start sort of scheduling that out. So I'm one of those people, the first thing I have to do every morning whenever I come like sit down at work <laughs> is I, uh, I check my email and I, um, I look at how much money we've made in the past however many hours since I checked my email and I, I write all that stuff down. So I have an ongoing tally of how much money we're making. And then, uh, and then I answer the important emails and then I go to scheduling the days to do's. So that for me is my like morning system. That is a, my morning routine for work that I do um, to make sure the rest of the day is going to run super smoothly. And I, I have that stuff most of that stuff scheduled out. I should, probably should be creating better systems for this kind of stuff. Um, but whenever I'm out, I can just give this system to my employee and they will, they'll do it for me. They'll check my emails. They'll write down my income. They will um, shoot me an email of any to-dos that I have to do. Um, but it also allows you to schedule your day around the things that you have to do every day. So um, Heidi, if you are going to be forced to communicate with your clients every day, then schedule that for nap time when you have a baby. Like, set up systems for your daily to Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah really I never want to be that. that mom that's like, yeah, good luck to you, but my baby doesn't nap, so no. it's just... Oh, I remember putting Lily in her little bouncy chair when she was a very small baby. I remember putting her in it and, like, bouncing it with my foot while I answered emails. Like that was totally a thing. That's what I did every morning. It was part of my morning system was I would get up, feed Lily breakfast, put her in her bouncy chair, bounce her while I answered my emails, and then we'd go about our day. So it is, it's, it's about defining what that, what that day looks like for you. Is it, um, 
Is it doing your emails in the morning? Is it going to be waiting until the middle of the night to do those? Because you can do those too. But setting up a system for how to... If your baby sleeps in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen's working on getting this anti-sleeping baby chip off of her shoulder. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's it's happening. It, it'll, it'll happen real soon. Um, and you can put these systems in place for other things, too, like your important business stuff. Um, maybe it's going to be time to finally outsource do, so having someone do your taxes or payroll or just general bookkeeping. Um, who's paying the utility bills <laughs> for, for whether it's your house or if you have um, a studio or a, or a workplace that you need to, to manage? Um, and then also breaking that down into client or customer work. Um, who's going to fill the orders? How do you like your orders filled? Like that's really important. We set up a system in the studio, oh, probably about six months ago, where um, D- David was mailing out our rent check, and no, it wasn't. It wasn't a rent check. It was actually a, cl- a to someone who had asked us to sponsor them for like a local school thing. So it was a, a graphic design student locally. David was sending it out in a horrible blue envelope with his like chicken scratch scrawled across it and no note on the inside, just like a check to sponsor her. And I saw it sitting there before he mailed it. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this? (laughs) And he told me what it was. I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is not how I send mail. (laughs) So like I got out, I got out like our envelopes and our note cards and I, and I made him sit with me while I showed him like in a branded business, like, feel good kind of way (laughs) here is what mail looks like whenever we send it out and then I even went as far as to create like a graphic in Adobe of for for everyone to see like if you're sending out an invoice like here's what that envelope looks like um or if you're sending out a thank you card like here's what that needs to look like so you can be really picky about it well and to get more specific about that as well Emily um you manage all of our web stuff and our digital products for us. And one of the things that I had you do whenever I hired you to do that for us is to create a manual, like an operations manual. How does this actually work? Not because I don't want you to do it month to month because I want you to do it for us forever, but so that one, like if you need to hire someone who needs, you know, so you can delegate it down to someone else managing our account or let's say, God forbid, you get in a car wreck or something and we need to get people into our e-course, we have a video or a manual or something that shows us how to do it step by step. So even though we don't want to do it ourselves, we need the systems in place to know how to do it just in case or to know how to delegate it to someone else just in case. So um, yes, but whenever it comes to, okay, so Heidi, you need to take a maternity leave on a moment's notice, but we want you to be able to grow your business and stay reliable for your long-term clients. And it goes beyond just building these systems um, that you can really delegate pretty easily as long as you have processes in place. Uh, you hinted at the que- you hinted at the answer in your question, and that is to hire someone. And I think it's especially hard to delegate down the creative work, the stuff that we hold really near and dear to our hearts, but it is so important to growth. There is no way in hell I could have taken a paid maternity leave without a team in place. So I've got my sister, who's my business partner, and she does a lot of the stuff that you were talking about, Emily, like the accounting and billing, but she also serves 
our clients, and she's a brand consultant and a writer. We've got our brand director, Liz, who is also a consultant, but she also writes and designs and does a lot of project management for our projects. Um, and then we have Kristen, who is our full-time graphic designer. Uh, we have a nice, hefty team. Then we've got our contractors. So like you, Emily, maintaining our website, making sure that we're good to go there. We also have a freelance writer who helps us with our client load whenever we've got um, just too much to handle. We're looking at hiring on more graphic designers as freelancers to help us out. Um, hiring help is scary, but in order to grow your business and stop playing small, you have to have a team in place. So not just for the admin stuff, but for the creative as well. And this can look different for you just depending on your circumstance. It can look like full-time employees, it can look like contractors and freelancers, or it can look like even just getting software that's going to help you more, like FreshBooks for your accounting or project management software like Basecamp for managing your clients more efficiently. So I'm curious, Emily, you have a team as well, and I'm curious like how growing your team has afforded you growth and time off from work to do things like take a vacation. Yeah, my my team is the reason that I'm not still a lonely web designer sitting in my basement making less than 20 grand. <laughs> like they are why. If I did not have them, that's exactly where I would still be. Um, as you're building a business and making it through the grind, it's super important to pay attention to what you're good at in your job. Um, and what you really hate doing, I actually have this little thing that I'm going to do with my, my own employees this week, hopefully, where I sit them down and because I think it's about time for us to even hire another person. Um, and we're going to sit down and, and see, you know, what are the tasks that we're doing? What do we like to do? What do we not like to do? And what do we want to try doing? Um, and the things that you don't want to do, that's when you start delegating those to someone else. Creative entrepreneurs, especially when starting out, wear a lot of hats. Um, but there comes a time when you need to start passing those hats off to people who will do that job better than you do. For me, I was really, really bad about making time to keep up with my bookkeeping. Um, about a year and a half ago, I guess, um, it was tax time and I had like nine months of bookkeeping to do <laughs> oh. because I literally just had not done it. And thankfully at that time I was still pretty small, um, but it was still a hassle and David stepped in um, to help me with that and is still doing it. He just never stepped away from that role. And now he runs the entire business side of my business from bookkeeping, which he does religiously every week, which is really great. Um, he's also doing um, our payroll. He makes sure that goes out on time every uh, or twice a month. He pays my business licenses, like the kinds of things that I literally nice. do not have room in my brain for anymore. <laughs> so he manages all of that stuff. Um, and the same goes for the rest of my team. I have Corey, who's uh, my client support guy, and he takes care of all of my clients after their projects launch. Um, so any of our web design clients, once they have launch, if they have ongoing maintenance or questions or just need general support, Corey um, deals with those people. And what's so cool about that too, being, you know, our teams working together, Emily, mm -hmm. is that I know that I can just email Corey for a simple web update and not bother you about it. So I think yeah. that a lot of times our clients 
almost feel intimidated like oh I don't want to bother you with this request and so they like having someone that they can go to yeah and they know that they're not distract detracting you from your core genius which is consulting and coaching other creative entrepreneurs on how to get their shit together online and look good I know that I'm not taking you away from that and that I can just ask Corey to fix a typo on my website or yeah. whatever it might be. And he'll do it and he'll do it quickly. If you email exactly. me that stuff, it's going it's to take, take a week. week. <laughs> it will. But if you email him, he can usually get to it, you know, by the end of the day in most cases, um, or at least have it scheduled really, really soon, much sooner than, than it would if you were going through me. And I hired Corey at a time in my business when I was almost not even making any money anymore because so much of my time was spent with these like little updates from this bucket of clients that I had cultivated. Um, and I wanted to keep giving them, you know, this really great service, but I was doing so much of that that I couldn't book new projects anymore, which is where I made the money that like fed me. (laughs) So, so hiring Corey was, uh, was really huge for my business and allowed me to get back to booking new projects. Um, and just, you know, sort of raising that income and allowing me to continue helping other people. And I think a lot of the stuff in our business, like bookkeeping and even responding to emails and maybe for you, some of the coding or web maintenance, it feels really productive because it's stuff that you can check off of your to-do list, but it starts to, it starts to keep you from growing, you know? And so I once worked with, um, or one of our clients was a, she helps small local businesses grow their business. Mm-hmm. And she was telling these business owners, stop doing all the tagging. Like, so let's say they own a boutique with clothes, like a clothing boutique. She's like, stop tagging those clothes yourself. Like you need to be focusing on growing your business. Stop doing busy work that feels important or makes you feel accomplished because you need yeah. to tackle the bigger stuff. You so. do. I completely agree with that. I think, um, I, and, and I think we all get so used to doing the small, like, we're not, I don't really want to call them mundane, but they are like the small tasks that we forget that as entrepreneurs, our job is to create this process that is this process process and this product, um, that we test again and again until we get it just right until we're selling it really easily. But then our job is to take that process and that product and delegate it so that our job is growing the brand that we're creating. Right. And so just like we were talking about creating processes around the stuff like admin, like bookkeeping or managing your e-courses or even how you send out your mail, you need to create processes around your creative work. And so this is the big, like, this is how you grow whenever you're a creative and it is hard. It is hard to let go of that control. So whenever it comes to your talent, like writing or designing, but you have to, in order to grow your team. So if that's not your jam, if you don't want to give up the creative control, outsource as much of the other stuff as you can so that you are only doing the creative. So for example, Heidi, um, let's say even after your maternity leave, um, you're, you know that you only have really three hours a day to get stuff done, to get your writing done. You don't need to be spending the, that three hours responding to emails or doing your bookkeeping. You need to be spending that three hours just doing the thing that only you can or want to do, which is probably the writing. Um, so that's like a whole other, I mean, this is basically what Emily and I have 
built our businesses around are creating creative processes, um, especially here at Braid. We have our Braid method, which is what allows us to not have to reinvent the wheel every time, but it's also what allows us to hire other creatives to do the work as well. Okay, so um, let's talk about ways that you can grow your team. And one of the things that you said, Emily, earlier was listing out your job duties. And this is something that Tara and I have done as well. We hired a business consultant to help us with our internal organization. And she told us to write down everything you do. So one of the things that we were doing is we were really attaching our, like, who we are, our identity to our roles within our business. And we were also hiring from an emotional place rather than like a really rational and logistical place. Um, so list all your job duties and write down everything you do from the administrative to the creative. Then get out a highlighter and highlight, like you said, Emily, all the stuff that you actually like doing or the stuff that serves your purpose and your core genius. Now in another color, highlight all the stuff that distracts you from doing what you're best at. The things like bookkeeping or um, responding to emails or even like if you're a graph or, okay, so for you, Emily, it might be that you actually really like um, coding, you know, but you don't like managing your social media. That's not really true. But it's, it's partly very basically. <laughs> okay. So highlight the stuff that distracts you from what you're best at and then delegate that shit out. Whenever it comes to being boss, you want to delegate your way out of a job. Really the only thing that should make you irreplaceable is the vision you have for your company. Only you can know how to grow your business. Kathleen, I needed that today. <laughs> I fived that. That is so true. That is so, so true. It hurts um, because creating processes and handing all that stuff out, whenever it comes down to you, if you're, if you're actually a creative entrepreneur and that is what you're here to do, um, then your job is running your business. If you are a graphic designer and graphic design is what you do, hire someone else to run your business for you. That's exactly yeah. what it comes down to is finding out the pieces of your business that you love the most and you just rocking that shit out. <laughs> I think that maybe we should save growing your business for a f like growing your business even more for a future episode. So like things that you can do, like hiring a virtual assistant versus hiring a part-time employee versus hiring a full-time employee and everything that's involved with that yeah. from like payroll to, I, it's just a lot. I so agree. let's I'm save it for a future episode. Yeah. Um, and we can share more with you all about that at a later date. But for right now, um, start dipping your toe into that by maybe looking at getting a virtual assistant or, you know, for you, Heidi, I think maybe it is just getting some systems in place and maybe start looking for a writer or edit or writer or editor that can help you with the stuff that you're the most talented at. Yeah. And my, my basic go-to is simply to get organized because you cannot run your business efficiently off vacation <laughs> if you don't have systems in place. And if you are on vacation or if you are on maternity leave or if you need to drop everything at, wait, drop everything at the drop of a hat? Is that what it is? Drop of a pin if you the need to. 
if you need to drop everything, <laughs> if you need to drop everything, you still have these systems in place. You can hand it off to, you know, your husband if it's that, if it's that um, imperative to get things going. Get organized, put systems in place. Um, find some people that you can count on to help out. Um, being a new mom is hard. Being a new mom and an entrepreneur is will feel impossible, but it's totally doable. People do it every day. You just have to be really smart about it. And I think that being a boss is like the difference between being a freelancer and being a business owner. Whenever you're a freelancer, your work relies on you being around to do the work. And I think it's a great place to start. But whenever it comes to being a boss, it's about growing your business so that it can run without you. So for me, for example, if I die tomorrow, I want to have a business that keeps food on my table for my family for the next 50 years. So just thinking in a bigger scale, I think is going to help you come up even with your own ways to grow. Definitely. And get creative about it. And get creative because and every business is different. Um, and But it's fun. It's fun to figure it out for yourself and and create these systems and hire people. Hire people who you like um, is one of my big things. Make sure you like the people that you work with um, because that makes it even, even better and easier to do all the things that you want to do. And I want to just jump in and say that like hiring help is scary and it is as scary and big of a leap as maybe even quitting your day job to do your own thing. The feelings that come up whenever you hire someone are very similar to quitting your job. It feels the same. Mm -hmm. And I think it's best to hire, one of the things that we've heard from a consultant that we've worked with is you should hire whenever you're at 125% capacity. Like whenever you're really feeling the pain, that's a good time to hire. Yeah, my thing, I, I love this. You put these, we have little notes for our podcast and Kathleen wants me to talk about the money cushion or goal you need to hit before you hire. But I'll be super candid and say that I have no idea where the money, like I had no idea whenever I hired Corey or Chris or Courtney or even David, like if the money was there or not. <laughs> it was really one of those things. I mean, I knew it was there, but you know, 125%, like I had no number. For me, it was once... Every time my life begins to hurt <laughs> because I'm doing so much work um, in this dream business that I'm building, that's when I sort of take the gut feeling and, and hire. And it does not have to be a full-time employee. That, and that's, I think, a very clear line that we need to draw. And that full-time full employees are great, but you have to get there, I think. For me, um, all of my employees right now are part-time. Um, they will all be going full-time this year. But actually, two of them even started as interns. Um, and it, contract labor is, or contracting people. I hate contract labor. It sounds so mean. But <laughs> like you have someone like, <laughs> like paving stones. Like, I know. You know so laying I know. bricks. Like you've got someone laying bricks and digging ditches for you. Right. For that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. No, but once your life begins to hurt because of this dream business that you're building, it's time to get help. Um, because that's the point when you're being a taking when you're being taken away from your core genius that's going to make make it really work, um, and that includes also the time when you take vacations or need to just leave for a while. Mm -hmm. So high five Heidi <laughs> on new baby. Set some systems in place. Save some money, and um, make some time for you to just love on it. Oh, oh, <laughs> babies. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Being Boss from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Find show notes for this episode at lovebeingboss.com. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on our website, at iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you like our podcast, show us some love by reviewing Being Boss on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. Do the work, be boss, and see you next week. Yeah, I'm trying not to touch anything. (laughs) Don't touch anything. Stop touching things. (laughs)